nothing specific with Trevor David Housham. It's 5.16, 5.17 in the morning. I don't know what day it is. I haven't known what day it is for the last week, week and a half, two weeks, three weeks. Laying in my bed, can't get to sleep. Allergies, or could be Corona. Who knows? Symptoms are the same, right? Running nose, coughing, sneezing, tired. What's the difference? Well, I guess the difference is one, one can kill you. The other one just makes you want to kill yourself. What the hell are allergies anyway? Body's allergic to nature. What could be more ridiculous? It's real funny, God. It's real fucking funny. I'm allergic to the trees and the grass. Real fucking funny. Been up all night, every night for the last week and a half. Pumping my head full of nose spray in the hopes that it'll help me breathe. Because, you know, breathing's pretty good, huh? Considering the alternative. Pumping my head full of nose spray. Can't get to sleep. Found out tonight. Nose spray is a stimulant. The more you pump your head full of that shit, the more you can't sleep. But you don't pump your head full of that shit. You can't breathe. You can't sleep. What are you going to fucking do? Life's a joke. Said a prayer tonight, though. I think I've been being a shitty husband. In fact, I know I've been being a shitty husband. Shitty is relative, but... I've been being pretty shitty on the shitty scale of things. My shittiness quotient as a husband is pretty high. I prayed that God would, first of all, just let me breathe. Second, that he'd let me sleep. Third, that he'd let me be a better husband. Because my wife is fantastic. She's an angel. True angel. Angel and an asshole. Who am I talking to? talking to myself about what nothing specific that's the name of the goddamn show isn't it show (laughs) you call this a show moron yeah whatever I asked God to get rid of all my vices well that's not That's not being specific. I asked him to help me to get rid of all my vices. Smoking, 
pornography, various other things that I'm not going to mention here because somebody might take me to task or tell my wife, an angel that she is, I don't want her to know what an asshole I am, but I guess the fact is she must already know she lives with me, right? She's out in the living room right now, sleeping on the couch. Why? Because I asked her to. I asked her to go sleep on the couch so I could sleep in the bed and try to get some sleep. But it's not working. I'm up. What is it, 5.19 now, 5.20? She's out there fast asleep, peacefully on the couch, listening to some tinkly Japanese music. I just shaved off my mustache. Look like a friggin' camel. Shaved off the mustache at five o'clock in the morning. Why? Nothing better to do. I was up earlier on Facebook, I was looking at porno, then I came across a nofap video on YouTube, I guess because YouTube knows that I've been fapping my ass off at 3 and 4 in the morning, why, nothing better to do, anyway I watched the video, the nofap video, black guy talking about how no masturbation for the last two years has changed his life drastically. Says he's got more clarity. Who the fuck needs more clarity? What do you need to see this shit clearer for? Anyway, dude says he's got more clarity, more willpower. I could use some of that, I guess. Helped get me off the goddamn no-spraying cigarettes. A couple things I'm not so angry about being addicted to, like chapstick, for instance. I guess I'm addicted to chapstick. I like my lips to be moist. It's another conversation. I feel like taking another few pumps of the uh, good old nose spray that's sitting right next to me here on the bed, but it's a stimulant and I'm trying to get to sleep. 5.20 in the morning, the sun will be up in a couple hours. It's nothing worse than being up all night trying to get to sleep and watching the sunrise. When that happens, you're doomed. I just don't know. Watched a little comedy earlier. Some chick, some black chick with a lot of hair. Talking about her hair. She's kind of funny, I suppose. Black guy talking about how he did cocaine once and then cocaine made him gay. Didn't know cocaine could make people gay, but, you know, 
whatever's clever, right? I think tomorrow's Wednesday. That's not entirely accurate. It's Wednesday already. Tomorrow would actually be Thursday. Been doing some good writing lately, I guess. Got this screenplay going. Got 55 pages into it. Don't know if it's going to be a screenplay or a, like a miniseries kind of thing. You know, I never saw one single episode of that Game of Thrones thing, and I'm glad. I actually never saw one single episode of a whole lot of things that other people seem to think are really popular. Myself, I prefer documentaries. It's real, you know? I can something I can grasp onto. Something real. I've never been a real big fan of fiction. Just a bunch of bullshit somebody made up in their head. What do I care? A bunch of fake characters, fake places, fake things, fake scenes. It's all fake. Fucking hate it. Last sitcom I was into was uh, Seinfeld. I thought that was funny. I think Seinfeld was what? 90s? I don't even know. I quit TV right after that, maybe. Just seemed a waste of time, you know, sitting down watching a Watching other people doing shit while you're sitting there watching them. I mean, it's goofy. It's goofy. So I quit it. I quit watching sports about 30 years ago when I realized I was uh, pouring my heart out for a bunch of guys who don't fucking know me. Crying. Getting all emotional my teeth all gritted pulling my hair out for a bunch of fucking goofballs running around with a ball some fucking stadium tickets I can't fucking afford popcorn and fucking sodas 20 bucks get out of here man get out of here I quit watching sports man the only sport I got any interest in is boxing boxing is real boxing is real couple guys couple guys wearing shoes and some shorts and some gloves punching on each other until one of them doesn't want to get punched anymore that's real can you hear that outside somebody's alarm is going off it's 5:24 in the morning somebody's alarm is going off let's see how long that's going to last it's nothing more nothing more annoying than <coughs> an alarm going off at 5.24 in the morning you gotta wonder is somebody's car being broken into did a squirrel jump on the car you know how's that happen how's that happen and what's that do I mean you're, you're, you're in your apartment right it's 5.24 in the morning you know every car out there's got an alarm on it. 
Every single car in the parking lot's got an alarm. Every one of them. You hear one alarm going off. What are the what are the chances of you thinking, hey, that's my car? Could be anybody's car. How, how likely is it for you to jump up out of your bed and run outside and 5.24 in the morning, you're in your long johns. It's freezing cold. You run outside. It's not your car. Just seems like a waste of technology, man. Let them break in. I mean, if you got something valuable in your fucking car, you should know not to. Take all your shit out of your fucking car and bring it inside. <sighs> what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> As if there's something to do. Some place to go. Oh. Go outside, you know. I'll get in the car, I'll drive down the road, I'll turn left on Old Norcross. I'll take Old Norcross up to Jimmy Carter. I'll turn left on Jimmy Carter. I'll drive up Jimmy Carter. Drive up to Buford. I'll make a U-turn on Buford, drive back down Jimmy Carter, turn right on Old Norcross, turn right on Pleasantdale Crossing and come right the hell back here. 30 minutes, waste of gas, doing absolutely nothing. I can't wait till allergy season is over. Today here in Atlanta, the allergy, the, po the pollen count, which is another thing. How the fuck does anybody count pollen? Whose job is that? Is there some guy outside fucking counting the pollen? Like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Come on, man. How the fuck does anybody count pollen? It's besides the point. Today's pollen count here in Atlanta was something like 9,000. 9,000. First of all, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? Does that mean that there were like 9,000 little pollen droplets per what square foot or something, you know? Or, or, or does that mean like the guy whose job it is to count the pollen, he got to 9,000 and then just fucking gave up, you know? Went outside, counted up to 9,000, went back to his boss and said, hey boss, it's 9,000. And then it's reported all over the news. <laughs> Did a little research. 3,000 is extremely high. Do you hear what I said? Do you hear what I just said? I said 3,000 is considered extremely high. And today, Atlanta's pollen count was 9,000. What the fuck is going on? We got Corona outside and we got a fucking 9,000 pollen count. Now for a guy like me, who's allergic to everything, a 9,000 pollen count is life in hell. And that's why I'm up at 5.27 in the morning 
talking to absolutely nobody about nothing specific. I'm going to try to give up smoking though. Because what a heinous, pernicious, disgusting habit that is. First of all, let's consider the basics. You got this tobacco stick in your mouth. You're bringing flame up two, three inches away from your lips. You're puffing in, what, 7,000 carcinogens with every puff? You know, smoking cigarettes is one of these things that you gotta wonder, who the fuck thought of that? Who was standing on a field one day, looking out at tobacco leaves and thought, hey, you know what? Let's get these things, let's get these leaves, dry them up, right? Let's get these leaves, dry them up. Let's roll them up into a piece of paper and put fire to it inside of our mouth. What the fuck is that? Yet, here and still, I'm doing it. Alcohol, though, alcohol is a a vice that I could just never understand. You know why? It tastes like fucking shit. Alcohol tastes like gasoline. It's one of these things people say, you know, you got to get acclimated to the taste. What the fuck is stupider than that? You got to get acclimated to it. So the first 25 times you drink it, it tastes like puke. But you keep doing it until finally it doesn't quite taste like puke. But what it does do is it makes you puke. I don't get it. I've never, ever, ever been drunk. And that's some bullshit. I was drunk once. I was in a club in LA. I was sitting outside, I don't know. I was drinking, I don't know. I don't know. When you go to clubs, you know, people buy you drinks, especially if you hang out with guys. Guys are, hey, you want a drink? No, man, I don't drink. Come on, man. Let me buy you a drink. No, bro, thanks, I don't drink. Come on, you don't drink. What are you drinking? I don't, I don't drink. Hey, I'll get you what I like. I'll get you my favorite drink. Knock yourself out, pal. So I'm drinking. I'm outside. I was outside on the smoking porch. Smoking and drinking. I'm sitting down. There's some chick next to me. I'm drinking and I've been drinking, I guess, too much. I guess I was fucking drunk. I'm talking to the chick. She's kind of feeling me, I think. You never know. She's kind of feeling me, I think. And I, uh, I, I said, excuse me for a second. And I turned away from her. And I fucking vomited. I vomited right next to me on the other side of the chick. The fucking weird thing was I turned back to the chick. And she didn't bat an eyelash it was like she's had 10, 20, 30, 40 guys vomit right in front of her before and she'd gotten herself acclimated to it I guess 
another thing that happened that same night and this is weird this is a really weird one maybe not I don't know just before I had gone outside to go vomit next to the girl I go into the bathroom there's a bunch of guys standing in there you know a couple guys in front of the urinals there was this one black guy and he was about three feet in front of the urinal about three feet away from the urinal pissing with his hands on his hips and I'm wondering dude what the fuck are you doing standing so far away from the urinal of course you know I I had to it was an accident but I, I you know I looked down to see what's going on down there guy's dick was as big as a fucking loaf of bread the guy had a loaf of bread dick and I guess that's what he was doing I guess he was showing off his fucking wonder bread dick fucking goofball had on a suit hands on the side of his hips looking around like hey check out my fucking pumpernickel dick goofball I went to LA a couple of weeks ago about a month ago LA is a fucking cesspool man I, I, I you know I you know I get it though I get it you know because the sun shines there every day all day all year round and a bunch of movie stars live there and the fact of the matter is the canyons in, in LA are just spectacular you drive down you drive down Topanga Canyon and it's it's spectacular you know you drive up drive up into the valley through Laurel Canyon it's magnificent There's, you know you drive drive down uh, drive down to the beach through the canyons it's magnificent honest to God it's just it's magnificent but Hollywood is just disgusting just disgusting I mean there's homeless everywhere the traffic is just disgusting it's an unsightly city Hollywood rent $18-$2200 for a friggin studio I remember I was there what, four years ago me and my girlfriend were living together. She's my wife now. That's the one that's living out, sleeping out in the living room on the couch for me. Anyway, we're looking for an apartment. Me and her. We uh, we're searching for an apartment, and and we came across this one place. It was it wasn't even an apartment. It was like an outhouse in the back of somebody else's apartment. This. This white chick was renting out like her shed as a fucking apartment. <sighs> fucking shed, okay? It's a shed. Girl wanted $1,600 for her shed. The shed had no kitchen, no bathroom, and we had to share the friggin' shed with her Great Dane. You gotta be fucking kidding me. 
The thing about that was she had a list of people. We were like number 17. She wanted us to fill out an online application and take a personality test to live inside her goddamn shed with her friggin' Great Dane. My God. The reason we were looking for an apartment was because we got moved out of the place we were living in by this Korean guy who had bought out the building and wanted to triple the rent. We were paying $8.50 in a really nice place right off 3rd Street, just south of Pico, couple blocks, couple blocks west of, uh, Western, matter of fact, real nice location. My Japanese wife had found the place, a Japanese landlord had rented it to us, it was great lived there for about a year and a half then the next door neighbor Korean guy decides to buy the place and fucking triple the rent fuck him we moved out looked for another place for a while and then we decided fuck this city we got in got in my uh, wife's little Sentra and decided to drive east decided that we'd drive east and move here to Atlanta. We got about a thousand miles east of LA. Thousand miles, I don't even know. We got right outside of the Grand Canyon, which is a whole nother story in and of itself. Just outside the Grand Canyon, the wife's car breaks down on the side of the road. It's fucking 10, 11 at night. We're driving, cruising, talking about how beautiful the Grand Canyon was. And then suddenly we hear boom, 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 boom. And then the fucking car just stops on the goddamn highway. We're sitting there. I use my Verizon mobile app. Verizon sucks, by the way. I use my Verizon mobile app to uh, call roadside service. The best thing about Verizon is their roadside service, it's free. So I call their roadside service, sit there and some weirdo in a truck pulls up and uh, you know, he didn't even look at the car, he he just says, get in. Me and my wife climb into his tow truck. He hooks up the car to the back of the tow truck, tows us to a city in New Mexico called Grant. New Mexico, Grant, Grant, New Mexico, it's 11 o'clock at night, we get into Grant, guy asks us, where do you want to go now, what do you mean, where do we want to go, we don't fucking know, where do you want to take us, he says, I can pull your car to a garage, and then I'll take you into the city, and then you're on your own, He pulls a car into a garage, he drives us and drops us off at a Denny's. Me and my wife go into the Denny's. We have some breakfast, pancakes, eggs, the whole shebang. We ask the waiter, hey, do you guys got Uber here? Now, mind you, this was three and a half years ago. Okay, three and a half years ago. We asked this waitress in Grant, New Mexico at the Denny's, Hey, you got Uber here? The waitress looks us dead in our eyes and says, What's Uber? 
What do you mean, what's Uber, ma'am? What do you mean, what's Uber? She looks, she looks at us, what's Uber? Ma'am, bring us a check. Never mind. She brings us a check. Me and my wife walk outside. We walk down the road. There's a motel up the road. We go to this motel. It's about midnight. I walk inside. We both walk inside. And there's an older white lady behind the counter. Kind of heavy. Glasses. Dark hair. She's looking at us real, real angry like. Like you guys don't fucking belong here in Grant. I say to her, you got any rooms? No. Uh, can I use... You got... Is there... No. Thank you, ma'am. We leave that hotel. We walk up the street to another hotel. We ask the guy at that hotel, you got any rooms? He's got rooms, sure. We pay the money. We go into the room. The room smells like a toilet bowl. No, no. Check that. The room smells like 17 toilet bowls. I go back to the front desk. Hey, that room smells like 17 toilet bowls, sir. You got another room? Sure. We go into another room. That room smells like 14 toilet bowls. Back to the front desk. Hey, you got another room? Sure. Third room smells like nine toilet bowls. By this time, we're exhausted. My wife, she lays down. We fall asleep for a couple hours. I wake up two hours later. I go to the front desk and I say, hey, car broke down on the highway. It's at some garage. There's no Uber here. Uh, Can we... What, what can we do? How can we get to this garage? Guy says, I'll give you a ride. Great. Go back to the room. I tell my wife, hey, I'm going to go check on the car. Get in the car. Get in the guy's car. Drive to the garage. No one's there. I'm sitting there waiting. Hey. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm doing my little podcast and just talking to nobody. You okay? You sure? Why'd you wake up? Wife woke up. I guess she thinks I'm in here talking to somebody. I'm not. Anyway, uh, where was I? I'm waiting at the garage. 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Finally, somebody shows up. <laughs> Who shows up? Santa Claus. White guy. Big fat. Uh, he's got he's got suspenders and like a lumberjack shirt. Big white Santa Claus beard. I say to him, uh, hey... You know, our car broke down on the road. Do you think you could uh, check it out? He says, sure. Goes out to the car, pops the hood, looks at the engine, laughs. Big fat Santa Claus laugh and says, this car's done. 
Santa. What do you mean the car's done, Santa? What are you talking about? It's done. It's done. Your pistons went through the transmission. I mean, you could change the transmission. Santa, change the transmission. What's that going to cost? Eight, nine hundred dollars? Three thousand dollars? I don't know. I, I, I know fuck all about cars. He says to me, yeah, it's going to be somewhere in that range. And you're going to have to wait three or four days. We don't have any transmissions here. We're going to have to order it. Santa, who are you going to order a fucking transmission from? And why do we got to wait three days for it? Well, that's what you're looking at. Alrighty then. I asked Santa to give me a ride back into town, back to the hotel. He does that. I go in the room, the, 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 the toilet room. I wake my wife up and I tell her her car is done and she starts crying. It's nothing worse than being in Grant, New Mexico, in some toilet bowl motel, and your wife is crying because her car just crapped out on the highway right after you guys just got seen, got through seeing the, the Grand Canyon. She's crying. She says she wants to go say goodbye to her car. What do you mean you want to go say goodbye to the car? What do you mean? She tells me she wants to say goodbye to the car. All right, let's go say goodbye to the car. Go back up to the front desk. I ask the front desk guy to give us a ride to the mechanic. He does so out of the kindness of his heart. We get to the car. Santa's sitting at the front desk, this old mechanic shop. My wife's outside walking in circles around her car bawling her eyes out. Car's a Sentra. I mean, it's not like it's an Acura Legend or a, I don't know, Mercedes-Benz. It's a freaking Sentra. But who am I? What do I know? She says goodbye to the car. We get back to the hotel, figure out what we're going to do next. What's that going to be? There's one car dealership in town. The front desk guy at the hotel tells us maybe we can go to that car dealership and see if they'll rent us a car to drive to Albuquerque, which has got Albuquerque's the nearest city with an airport. I'm thinking we're gonna, you know, take a flight, fly to the East Coast, fly to Atlanta, fuck the driving thing. So, uh, we get a ride to this car dealership, and it's a black-owned car dealership in Grant, New Mexico, which is pretty cool. Since it's black-owned, me being black and all, I walk inside, and, hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, family, what's up, what's up? Black people say, what's up? This black guy is like, hey, what's up, man? He takes me aside and he's like, hey, I got the good shit if you need it. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know me. You don't met me. You're trying to sell me fucking weed? 
Are you out of your mind? I'm here to rent a car. Oh, you guys want to rent a car? Oh, all right. I got that too. Hang out a little bit. Me and my wife are sitting in the car dealership two, three, four hours. A little bit later, I, you know, I don't see the guy. I don't see the guy. The guy walks away. I don't see the guy for two, three, four hours. Two, three, four hours later, some black woman comes over to me. Can I help you guys? Yeah, we were just talking to Jerome. Uh, Jerome was going to see if there's a car we could rent. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Um, Jerome no longer works here. What are you talking about? I was just talking to Jerome. What do you mean he no longer works here, ma'am? Jerome, um, we had to let Jerome go. He was conducting business on the premises that was illegal. No fucking shit. The minute I walked in the door, he offered to fucking sell me weed. Anyway, ma'am. Me and my wife need to rent a car. Yeah, we don't rent cars, we sell cars. Yeah, ma'am, I know that. I know that. You 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 told me that, ma'am. I know that. And so there's no Uber here. There's no rent rent a car. Me and my wife need to get to Albuquerque to take a flight to Atlanta. She tells me she does she can't help me. Albuquerque's 80 miles away. She can't help me. There's no taxi service that's going to drive 80 miles. Oh, but wait. We've got a Mexican gentleman that does odd jobs for us. Maybe he'd be willing to drive you. (laughs) Sure, ma'am. Call the Mexican gentleman. She calls Jorge. Jorge shows up 10, 15 minutes later. What can I do for you guys? Well, Jorge... My wife got stranded. Our Sentra got broken down on the highway. Santa Claus couldn't fix it. Said we needed a new transmission. Said it'd take three or four days. We don't want to stay here in Grant. We need to get to Albuquerque pronto. Can you take us to Albuquerque? Sure. Really? Sure. Great. We hop in his... We hop in his... What did he have? I don't even remember what he was driving. Was it a truck? I don't remember. We hop in Jorge's vehicle, head back to the hotel, pack our bags. Jorge drives us 80 miles to Albuquerque. (laughs) He drops us off at an Applebee's. We have some dinner at the Applebee's. I remember I had a steak and corn. I don't remember what my wife had. I asked the waitress, hey, is there some place around here we can rent a car? She says, sure. I asked her, hey, is there a pretty pretty decent motel around here we can stay in? She says, sure. There's a motel right around the corner from here go to the motel after Applebee's steak was dry and small we go to the corner we go to the hotel check in 
I remember the hotel was, it was a pretty big hotel. That's all I remember about it, actually. Next morning, we wake up. There's a, there's a car rental pretty close to the hotel. We go and we rent the car. We rented a Nissan Rogue. It's really cheap. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I think it cost us 600 bucks to rent that thing. We rented it. We got in it. My wife says she wants to go say goodbye to her car again. You gotta be kidding me. We get in the Rogue. Drive back west 80 miles to Grant. My wife gets out of the Rogue, walks in circles around the old Sentra a few times, cries again. Santa Claus comes out and asks me, what do you want us to do with the car? I tell him, hey, you can keep it for scrap. He says, no, can't keep it here. If you keep it here, you're going to have to pay a storage fee every day. Every day it's here, you're going to have to pay a storage fee. I tell him, listen, how about we just pay you a few hundred right here, right now, and you do whatever the hell you want with the fucking car. Santa says, okay. Paid him a couple hundred bucks. My wife kisses the car. We get back in the center. We head east. like 5.45 in the morning here in Atlanta. I can't sleep. This is nothing specific. It's Trevor David Ouchin.